Hello, everybody. Man. Welcome to the stream. I'm here with Joe, and today we are going to be talking to the PiFi founders. If you guys have not heard about PiFi, you're going to hear about them today. And all relevant links should be in the link in the description below, so you guys can check those out. But if Aftermath is ready, we'll bring him in. Can you give us a thumbs up? All right. So how's it going, guys? Welcome. Hello. Hey. It's nice. Hey, I've to been finally... watching your. I've been watching your streams, so I'm finally on on the uh, stream. Finally, it's nice <laughs> to speak with you. Uh, yeah. In voice. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we've been chatting back and forth quite a bit. Joe, nice to meet you face to face as well. Too. I think Kelvin's so, should I add him in here your... today. Yeah, bring him in. All right, awesome. Hello, Kelvin. Hey, guys. Hey. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, just let me mute him on, on Discord here. He's, he's on Discord. There we go. Okay. Sorry about that. All right. Well, let's get into it. Yeah. How are so you guys? How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Uh, good. Nice weather out. Get to see the ocean. Mm -hmm. Glad the weather's yeah. nice for you because it's not for me. It is not for me either. I'm up in Canada. The cold, oh. the cold Canada weather up here, man. We got ice and snow still on the ground, so that sucks. The grass is getting green here. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> um, Jealous. So, do you want to get into? I guess we could start off with. Speaking of weather, ah, yeah, good nice. transition. Yeah. Nice. Um, what? got you into crypto i guess that's that's like the question everyone asks in an interview it's like the first yeah, thing sure. like, how'd you find this space sure um we have a long history and i'm sure kelvin can speak to a bit of it too but um i got back let's say 2019 uh 18 i was uh dabbling in the crypto space i had a brother who was a fanatic for a period of time who was into Bitcoin and then into Ethereum at a later date. But uh, ultimately, he kind of turned me into a bit of a crypto junkie myself for a period of time. Um, uh, most of my experience was uh, dabbling in the altcoin space to begin with. And to be honest, you know, the altcoin space has had its ups and downs, as everybody knows. And it was uh, difficult uh, to gauge who was going to be a good project to get into. There was a lot of due diligence that I had to get into uh, in order to define kind of what my niche was going to be in the space. But uh, yeah, I started off. Uh, to be honest, uh, you know, I started off with a with a banger. Um, it was uh, Block Create. I jumped into their Discord. I, <laughs> I have I, one of theirs. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it's nice to have a little bit of light in your life, right? So, yeah. but uh, those guys, obviously, uh, something happened with them. I, I don't even know what they're doing necessarily at this point, but I uh, started off there. And that's where I met a small uh, group of, of the team that exists today for PiFi. And uh, we, connected on on fairly odd things but uh we found that each one of us had some different skill sets so i've been in the it industry for well almost my entire career um i'm 
I'm probably coming in on 15 to 17 years ish, I would think in the professional industry on the enterprise side. Um, and we all have day jobs. We, you know, we are very open about that. Um, and some, some of the guys, uh, came after the fact, but most of us found each other in block create and, during that time, we noticed that there was no utility for that token. We, we figured out, obviously, that it was a dying project, ultimately, yeah. at the end of the day. And we wanted to bring a little life into the project. And that's kind of where our mutual paths cross, because uh, Juice, who's not here at the moment, but uh, you guys have discussed yeah, a lot for with a him. long time. Yeah, uh, all in probably most of the conversations you guys had was in the blockchain bay or as it lab, yeah. was before crypto labs. Um, and juice got together with Kelvin. Kelvin um, started developing um, what we thought was going to be utility for the block create token. We were actually thinking, you know, a piece of hardware that has some utility that could actually function as a, um, as a node or potentially as uh, a miner, we, we just thought that those, those ideas were kind of at the forefront of what was happening in the space at the time. And we just figured, hey, maybe we can bring some life back into this project. Ultimately, uh, we found out pretty quickly that if we were going to tie ourselves to a project like that, um, and they didn't care about their token or their utility or their tokenomics model, that it just wasn't going to align really well for us um, yeah. long term. So, if we were going to do something, what were we going to do? And that's kind of what really got me deep into crypto at that point. And I started uh, looking at a lot of the different projects out there. Planet Watch was one of them as a result, um, WeatherXM. Um, and then moving on from that, even into today's day, every day I'm looking at what's going on. Uh, in the different spaces, a lot of these multi-miners that are coming out are pretty fascinating. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I have a fascination for crypto simply based on the concept of what it is. And I do believe that there is a true utility for cryptocurrency as a, it may not be a global um, currency, but it has utility in, in the sense that it decentralizes and it uh, takes that responsibility and onus off of um, a one sing single individual. And, and I appreciate that. I like the idea of that. Um, and I think that'll be better for this, this world, this economy and wherever it's headed <laughs> right yeah. now, you know, so that's my uh, story. I'll let Kelvin maybe chime in too, but. Yeah. So my story is pretty similar to his. We kind of all met up in Block Create. Uh, and originally our idea was um, pretty similar to the other projects that were out there like uh, Planet Watch and WeatherXM. Let's just make, uh, 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 I guess, an environmental data collection uh, a miner um, that could possibly add that utility to blocks. Um, but, you know, over time that idea kind of morphed into uh, giving users the ability to uh, add as many sensors as they want from any brand or, you know, whatever, and kind of visualize it. Um, we kind of noticed that uh, projects that were out there were kind of taking um, hardware and 
in a way scalping or upping the price on it, you know, and, uh, you know, really overcharging. And we wanted to make a project that was, uh, you know, uh, easy barrier to entry. Um, so that's kind of how the, the project kind of came about in terms of me and uh, getting involved in crypto. Uh, one of my first purchases was Dogecoin, uh, <laughs> surprisingly. And, um, you know, from there, I just kind of started digging a bit deeper into the space. And, um, you know, I kind of came across Algorand and I thought the developer experience was a lot uh, smoother than a, a lot of the other coins out there. Um, and it just kind of took off from there for me. Glad you brought up Algorand because it had me a question that uh, maybe I'll ask a little, little later. I guess I could ask it now. Um, were you guys exposed to the MyAlgo um, wallet leak? or the wallet hack that happened Did that affect you guys at all? Or? No. Um, well, at least not for me personally in any way, but, um, or the project, um, at this point in time, we were sitting on test net. So ultimately That's... the tokens aren't necessarily worth, uh, anything. Um, but they are, we'll get into that, uh, how that's going to transition forward. But, uh, not me personally and not the project. I don't know, Kelvin, if, if you were exposed to that, you never mentioned it. So I assume not. No, I wasn't exposed to it. Yeah. But I know what, I know what was happening there. I mean, that's horrible. And uh, what a horrible way for people to experience uh, a great, in my opinion, what's going to be a great blockchain uh, down the road. I really think it's disappointing to see that kind of stuff happen to all these smaller projects, but you know, everybody's got to protect themselves, protect their wallets. You know, if it's not, if it's not, if you don't own the keys, then uh, you don't own the money. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think Algorand is a very unique network. It was like the first one that I had to interact with my phone on and scan a QR code. And there was like that separation, which Mm -hmm. I thought was pretty cool to confirm transactions. Um, I noticed your website. I was just checking it out before the stream. It's changed a lot. You guys have improved on it a lot. Do you guys want to touch on what's been going on the past? I guess the past week you guys have had some interesting stuff. For sure. Kelvin can probably talk to the website changes. Yeah. So this has been a a, a few different changes. Um, We're actually kind of, we've for the past uh, around five or six months, we've been working on revamping our software and providing, uh, you know, a better experience overall. I feel like our first iteration wasn't, uh, you know, fully our best. And, you know, we've really been working hard to kind of put together that uh, new version. Um, we've also uh, included uh, an affiliate program um, that can you know anyone can sign up for, and with that affiliate program, you'll be able to uh, kind of get those referral links and you know help spread the word about the project as well. Um, with the new software, um, we've got uh, a lot of our users were asking for Docker compatibility, uh, so we've kind of uh, allowed users to kind of containerize uh, the application and. Uh, you know, 
access it, you know, that way. Um, and what also comes with the application is a uh, an open API, if you will, that would allow you to access uh, the raw data of all of your sensors, uh, depending on what sensor that you have connected and you put in. So um, there's a lot of great changes with our software. Uh, so that's kind of what we've been working on for the past five or six months. We've had a lot of uh, backlash from our community for taking so long, but you know, we've really been, you know, focusing and putting on the work. And so give us a real quick rundown uh, on what the PiFi project is about, like the entirety of the idea about it, the challenges that you're trying to provide solutions to, just the essence of the of the project overall. Yeah, I can I can probably answer that to some to some degree here for you guys. You know, PiFi was Hi-Fi Network was created with the intent of allowing people to centralize off-the-shelf type products um, into one visible pane so that you have accessibility uh, to that data and to that information in one central location. One of the problems that a lot of people run into today and part of what we'll probably talk about also is um, we are moving into um, smart home integrations. And so part of the process in doing that is finding ways essentially to take these off the shelf products that people are integrating into their homes today with these standalone visible UIs. And they're having to access multiple applications in order to access the data or visualize that data or even control and manage those sensors uh, in their homes. So a big part of what we're trying to accomplish here is bringing all of those pieces together so that you have accessibility to all that data in one central location. I think the, the power of that also allows us to be able to manage and, and uh, allow for more control of what's happening with that data set that you have. You get to control that data, you own that data. We're not taking the data and telling you that you have to go and access it elsewhere or you're not necessarily paying for that data either to visualize it in, in the application itself. So. That's one of the things that we're addressing. Um, second to that, obviously, uh, people are trying more and more now to have inf more information about what's going on in their home when they're not there. So a lot of people who are working on um, setting up Airbnbs or they have remote locations or vacation homes that they're trying to monitor while they're outside of the house, um, or on vacation somewhere else. Um, we're trying to give them the ability to control those devices remotely. So on the docket for us is uh, a mobile app as well that's going to give you visibility into uh, your sensors and what's happening in those locations. Um, you know, remote access is something that uh, is always uh, something desired when you're talking about smart home integrations. So remote, remote access to those devices is going to be huge. Um, and we do expect based on the multi-platform um, approach that we're, we're taking that there will be a, a larger uh, adoption to the mobile application. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we're focused currently on that web UI that we have locally on the machine. So, um, and, and obviously you guys know that we've been working on it for so long at this point, there's so many pieces that we want to integrate. And eventually some of the things that uh, 
and to give you a sneak peek or whatever, I'm sure Kelvin can show you what the new UI and the Windows environment looks like. It's it's exactly the same as what you'll see on a Pi, but uh, you'll see that we have some sneak peek um, menu systems that will give you a heads up as to some of the things that we're working on. So in order for you to kind of know what's going on, you'll have to check out the app. But basically, our our ideal goal down the road here is to allow for automation uh, to happen within your your home, within your devices, and allow that type of uh, automation and control and potentially. And I don't want to say AI at this moment because we'll we'll address that when we come to it. But we've got a lot of interest in in that kind of uh, realm of things in the conversations we're having uh, on the dev chat. So. Yeah. Excellent. So <clears throat> what kind of data are you looking to collect? Well, I think that there it, it all depends. Well, we're open to collecting all types of data. We're not just focused on um, just <laughs> I, I know that we Country, get put yeah. into a box, right? We get put mm -hmm. into a box depending on the sensors that we integrate first. And I don't want to be. I don't want to be uh, rude in saying that uh, we're not interested in that because that's certainly like all the uh, air element data that's that's coming out um, and atmospherical data. It's, it's great. Um, and we we love that type of data. But we're also talking about moving into soil moisture sensors. Um, we're also talking about weather data right now um, out, out, outside and inside. Um, and we're talking about power and power consumption data, water consumption data. Um, and these are things, honestly, you know, the broader conversation is <clears throat> if we if we target those categories more broadly, um, there's opportunity for the individuals that are collecting that data or using that data for themselves to circumvent certain types of uh, expectations from insurance companies being able to prove out that your your house has not had uh, any level of humidity over a period of time, um, saving you money ultimately at the end, um, and also for home ownership, you know, inspections that are happening in your homes. Think about it, you know, from that perspective. If we can get into those different categories more broadly, I'm certain that all types of data is going to be on the table for us. Um, and honestly, any anything that integrates to a smart home um, integration in in whatever your eyes that is, um, we're likely going to be open to the idea of adopting it. We've had community members post things that we found interesting and decided why not why not integrate it. Um, so if that's of interest to any of the community members that might be in the chat or or uh, come across us through this video. Uh, drop us a line in the Discord. We're very active in our Discord. Anytime we see things, we're always responding, and uh, and we love that interaction. Without the community, we got nothing. So, I apologize if it seems like I'm asking very basic questions, but I think the most uh, the audience here is very new to this project itself. So, trying to lay the foundational groundwork to that. So, let's yep. say someone wants to be involved in. PiFi and earning on the network or just involved in the project overall, what were the first steps for them to be? Kelvin, let's get him involved. Oh, sure. Uh, one of the first steps would be to uh, purchase a license from our uh, webpage. 
Um, once you purchase a license, uh, right now we're, we're working on that support for uh, Linux and Windows. Um, so for uh, Windows, uh, it just depends on what kind of sensors you have. Uh, ultimately, we support the Aware Element, uh, the SenseEdge Mini, um, the AtmoTube, which is kind of in beta right now. Uh, and then we have uh, the Casa Energy uh, Smart Plug. Um, we have the AHT20 um, and the PM2.5. Um, so uh, a lot of those are indoor, but ultimately we do plan on like uh, Aftermath Luder 2 going into outdoor. But uh, essentially you would need one of those sensors. Um, and then uh, if you decide to send data to the network, you would just need a GPS module. Uh, I think it's the VK... Uh, uh, 176 um and then that's it really i have links for most of the sensors in the description below as well as the gps modules if you're on the web page and you're looking for the supported list of sensors just check out the uh the light paper and at the very bottom two pages i believe that we list everything that's currently supported so is the website currently still undergoing changes as you guys posted in your announcements in the Discord server? I know nope. you were having. It's all nope. live now? It's live. It's live awesome. today. So Oh, cool. We're uh we're pretty happy about it. We're happy about the uh the new changes to it obviously with the affiliate program being introduced. I think that'll be a, a good success for the community and and give back essentially. Um the efforts of the community in trying to spread the word on the project. Like we're not here. Uh, and I think it's important for us to, to prefix this conversation by saying we're not here for cash grab and we don't want our community members necessarily to be in that mindset. There's a lot um, of good things to come in the project that aren't going to be instantaneous. So um, we will, we will, see a number of things coming out over the coming months that are going to obviously um, attract more people to the project. But I think once you start to see the smart home integration portion starting to roll out into the app, I think that's when you're going to start to see some real world <clears throat> utility um, on the basis of the application itself. So yeah, be patient with us. We're working on it. Definitely looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things that attracted a lot of attention and uh, a lot of people's interest was the integrate integration with uh, Planet Watch sensors. I forget which type it was that really were no longer aware. applicable to. Pardon? Yeah, aware, aware element. Aware elements. Yes, yeah, aware. They're no, yep. no longer applicable to Planet Watch, but could be used with PiFi. Would you like to elaborate on how that came about and the idea behind it? Yeah, I think. Well, that was the first sensor that we attempted to integrate. And I think it was on the basis of us seeing what was going on in that community at the time. Um, in fact, one of our members uh, was was heavily invested in that project. I think he had upwards of 70 to 100 different uh, airware elements that he was trying to deploy from a, almost like his own business at the time. And so we were very familiar with them. Uh, at the time, and we knew that this project was struggling. Um, the What happened in that scenario, and Kelvin could probably talk a little bit to this as well, but what we identified as the problem was that they were heavily dependent on 
on third-party integration of their cloud services API. So because they were so heavily dependent on Aware themselves, they they basically messed it up for themselves. Really, they just they found themselves in a position where they weren't in control of the product anymore, and the product owners are basically saying, "I'm sorry, that's you know we're not going to be playing nice with you guys, and we're gonna we're gonna turn off those devices, so you're not going to be able to send to your data uh, or send your data any longer." And so they just basically pivoted off of that product just overnight. Like it was, it was fast and it was dirty. And I think it was intentional that way so that they didn't have to necessarily drag it on or try to make it, make it, make amends. It was clear to them that it wasn't going to be happening. So why wouldn't we want to take a look at it at that point, if we were able to circumvent that situation and create um, our own integration using their local API, it was it was a pretty easy task for us, and it was an easy win just in the start to get some exposure for the project, but also um, to what we thought was you know doing the right thing for their community members and trying to provide them with an alternative because people were just sitting on uh, two hundred dollar you know paperweights in some cases because they thought that it wasn't going to have any purpose or utility ever again so and that was great i I really admire that you were able to do that they should have done it themselves if i'm being honest and i'm not a trash talker i'm not going to do that but if they were doing what was right for their community at the time they should have done that and they should have figured out a way to do it but here we are we we did it and uh we're more than happy that we've done that and we appreciate all those members in the community that have brought their awares over it's it's great it's helped with the growth. I got to sure. say the setup, uh, if you guys haven't seen, I did make a video converting a SenseCap M1 into a PiFi device. So there's a couple things I'd like to address that. Firstly, the fact that you can reuse different projects, uh, devices, if they have a um, Raspberry Pi, you can reuse that and convert it into a PiFi device. And it was very easy. It took me maybe... Uh, 15 minutes to get it all all said and done. And then the setup on the computer was very, very straightforward. Um, So that was great. Yeah. I think I know what your follow-up question will be. (laughs) Can you guess what it is? Because I just lost my think I Yeah, no, I think I can because I know you had been asking in the Discord a number of times about it. But you were asking about the uh, multi-mining capabilities, right? So. Yes, we are working on uh, pushing out an image for those individuals that are looking to both mine their helium and then also contribute to the PiFi project as well. So we're really excited about that because I think that there's a number of people hurting right now in the uh, helium community, not really happy with some of the returns they're getting off those devices, and they're looking for an alternative way of of, uh, of using those devices. So. It's really exciting for us, but you know, there's there's been a couple things that have changed along the way, including the uh, Solana change um, yes. that has kind of changed a little bit uh, of our approach. So we have had to take a couple steps back just to make sure that we're doing it the right way and and that we're releasing stable versions. So yeah, Helium has definitely had issues lately. Yeah. 
And speaking of like stability and and the, our approach from that perspective, I would, I think it would be good for us to hear from Kelvin just on our approach on how we manage our releases, how we're managing things from the back end, because I don't think that the community really gets a chance to see that um, on a day to day basis. So uh, I think I think it's important that people that are getting into the project or interested in the project understand our approach um, holistically from the top down. And Kelvin could probably speak to that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, our number one priority is, uh, stability. Um, so, uh, a few changes to the software, uh, where that, you know, stability wasn't, uh, necessarily there in the previous version was mainly GPS. Uh, getting that GPS lock can be, uh, a bit difficult, um, considering that uh, uh, any small change in positioning um, can uh, kind of release that lock. Um, so what we've done is on the back end, we've kind of created a, uh, I guess, a caching mechanism, if you will, so that uh, once that once you have that lock, um, it'll kind of be uh, pulled back and you know set up for when you're sending network to, when you're sending data to the network. Um, and also, uh, another issue that was in our, uh, you know, previous release was after some time, uh, you would stop sending data. Uh, uh, we've kind of really addressed that and tried to make sure that, uh, the, on the software side, um, you know, the uptime is reliable. Um, we've also really tried to focus on um, sending out email notifications for anything that kind of happens on your system. Um, what are the updates that are coming out in the future will be a bit, uh, I guess, an agent, if you will, that will help out with that reporting. So anytime your system goes down, you'll be notified uh, instantly. So, I mean, in terms of uh, priority and handling issues that arise, like stability is, is number one for us. That's, that's great. Yeah. I have had, I've been mining the, the testnet tokens since it's almost going on three months and a couple of days here. And I haven't had a day where I haven't gotten like at least 20 notifications that 3.1415 PiFi is uh, <laughs> deposited. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I like that you guys chose that that amount too. I thought that was, that was nice little, uh, math. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely something we had to do. Um, and, and honestly, uh, we're <laughs> moving over to mainnet is going, it's going to be a challenge. I think to continue to be able to use the same distribution, uh, numbers, we've found that there's definitely going to be a little bit of a challenge there, although we will continue to try and integrate that wherever we can, uh, everywhere we can. <laughs> speaking of testnet or speaking of the mainnet, I'm curious to know when, if you guys have a, a plan on when you're going to make that transition, if it's going to be this year. Um, and if so, like when? Yeah, uh, we are definitely moving towards it. Um, one of the things that I was hoping Kelvin would touch on is, <clears throat> is that we won't do anything uh, or push out anything or force anything for the project if it's not if it's not going to be good for the project in that moment in time. If we're not confident that what we're about to release um, is 100% there and and acceptable to us, and we've gone through a vetting process of the of the software 
And along with that, the tokenomics model is so important. Um, so we've been working on that nonstop. I'll be honest in the background, you guys don't even know what's been going on, but we just saw, uh, an example of something that we're going to be utilizing at our mainnet release that is going to ensure a very confident release on the tokenomics model for us to sustain the project. And I think the sustainability model, it needs to be in place first before we can tell you that mainnet's coming. Um, but what I can tell you is that we have put it on our roadmap for this year. So, and we, awesome. haven't, we haven't not met a goal yet that we've set yeah. in front of us. So that's, that's the plan. Yeah, I noticed with PyFi in particular, comparing it to other projects, you guys are very uh, articulate. I guess that's the right word. Uh, you're making sure everything is working and then you're releasing it and you're not stepping too far out ahead of you. You guys know where to set the marker and where to uh, where to stop. And I really appreciate that. And I'm sure a lot of people in the crypto space will, uh, people watching this now and in the future, that you guys aren't just trying to push something out because the community wanted it by Friday. You're making sure if it's actually ready by Friday, it's going to go out on Friday. Yeah. So we're not in a rush to mainnet. We just witnessed something pretty, <clears throat> pretty horrible with some other uh, aware element users um, just recently. And I, we watched it start. We watched it to where it's at now. And we're, so confident that we're like we just cannot um we cannot let our community down like that so we're so confident that our approach is working it's working right and we appreciate the patience from the community um i think it's really important uh to be engaged with them and 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 have all that feedback but we'll never put the project at risk for the sake of pushing timelines forward that's just not how we function and all decisions that are made are made from a roundtable perspective. All the members um, and, and founding members, we feed off each other's uh, responses, but we also make those decisions as a collective. There's no one individual that vetoes everybody else in this project. And I think that that's been a huge part of what's had a lot of success on the back end and why this project's still going to this day is that we're not only working together, but we're also all friends and we just hang out and, and, and uh, get to know each other really well. There's, there's always uh, room for arguments, but <laughs> for the most part, we do a good job of, uh, of separating that and uh, our decision-making process. We're pretty proud of that, that we can do that without a whole bunch of rifts between members. It's been really, really good. Yeah. It's, it, it's more of a build it and they will come kind of project, yeah. which is, Nice. That sounds like juice. <laughs> that I sounds see exactly like him. <laughs> Flux talks about that a lot too. It's just like oh yeah, work on building a solid foundation, and the rest will take care of itself. So I, I would agree. I'm curious to know what your guys' roles are in PyFi because I know you said you were you work in IT for pretty much yeah. your whole career, but what is your role in PyFi and Kelvin's and the other people that? Or unable to make it here tonight. Like, how do you guys sure. all coordinate everything? I personally deal with uh, security, the networking, and system infrastructure uh, for the most part. Um, but I do wear a lot of different hats. I will get in into the nitty gritty with with troubleshooting and support. And I think we all wear a lot of different hats. 
Um, but my primary role when I was brought on was uh, bringing in that infrastructure. So all of our private cloud infrastructure. How many people are there um, in the PyFi team right now? Uh, there are five uh, founders and there are, Kelvin, help me out, man. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, there's a, <laughs> there's about eight of us. I mean, uh, especially, uh, you know, over the new year, we've kind of grown a little bit in terms of adding new members and, uh, you know, new resources to the team uh, to kind of help facilitate things. Uh, I take care of the development aspect. And like Aftermath has said, you know, I wear different hats. Um, you know, I'm on the business end speaking the tokenomics aspect while working on the development um, documentation. So, uh, but, you know, my primary responsibilities are development. Awesome. Yeah. I, I know Rob is a part of the project as well. Rob's I see been him. a great addition, man. I, we all love Rob. We all I see do. him everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about him. He's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> And that's, you know, we brought him on and he just out of the gate just was making all the difference in terms of the exposure to the project. He's been yeah. a catalyst for us in, in talking with any of the content creators that we're discussing with. Uh, he's got great ideas uh, for the project. He's been he's been a great asset for us. And I, I yeah, I can't say enough good things about him. So he's more the the social side and kind of uh, marketing is what it seems. Yeah, yeah, he would be essentially your marketing sales director, uh, essentially for the for the organization. He has been uh, doing a lot of work related to the affiliate side of things uh, on that rollout, and then in addition, a lot of the documentation you guys see, including you know even the uh, the light paper, he had a big part in that as well. Uh, putting that together. He's he's just been a really good uh, contributor to the project. Yeah. Um, grumble, Grumble. Yeah. he's <clears throat> Grumble has been uh, an important part. Well, he's been around uh, almost as long as, as all of us uh, founders. Uh, he was one of the last ones to come on, though. Um, but his... His role is more on the business side of it, um, and and more specifically, when we were looking at the legal ramifications for things, he was out there uh, getting us in front of lawyers and getting us talking with the right people and the right resources. As an entrepreneur himself, he's he's uh, definitely been very helpful in uh, in some of the directive. Uh, portions for the business, you know, where we should be taking it and where we should be careful and tread lightly here or there. It's been, uh, it's been a good relationship. That's awesome. Um, and then juice doesn't really do anything. Nice. Nah, he just kind of hangs around and just stirs up stuff in the discord, right? Exactly. <laughs> no juice has been <clears throat> an integral part of, of the whole entire organization and just, He's the guy that ended up putting everybody together. Ultimately, it was his idea. And, you know, he's a very smart, very intelligent person. He's uh, without a doubt, one of the most articulate people on our on our staff. And, and we appreciate him and his input on everything as well. And he's just been so uh, integral to to where we're at now and, and a big component of it. And and honestly, <clears throat> he's the one that that has kind of 
put together the structure of how we do business um, internally and externally. And I think he's he's been so good to us in that in that regard. It's been it's been great working with him all these all these months, years. Well, year year yeah, it's and been, it's been three crypto months. Ages you so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw some other questions too, like uh, alluding to uh, some some other members that are no longer with the project. We definitely uh, have have come out way stronger since those those times. And to be honest, the development has couldn't have gone any better over this past six months. And kudos to Kelvin; he's been he's been so good to us. So. It seems like you guys really hit the gas the past couple of uh, months here. We did. Well, we basically tore it down. Um, we tore it down. Basically, the version that everybody's running right now is going to be a legacy version. Uh, eventually, we're probably going to move away from that version and for for a few reasons. And actually, Kelvin, you should probably speak to that new feature that we've just introduced into the new version and, and why we're moving away from the old version. Um, yeah, so there's a few different changes with the new version. Um, the old version kind of relied on you, uh, I guess, in a way, running a separate application, Grafana, to kind of you know visualize uh, the data. Um, with this new version, we actually have, uh, I guess, some native embedded graphs. Uh, so there's no extra logging in that you need to do. Um, there's a, a bunch of different changes. The old version... Uh, uh, the old version, uh, I mean, it's the old version isn't really as uh, stable. Um, we've fixed some things with the auto updater um, that, uh, I guess, allows for more consistent and clean updates. Um, you can, like I said earlier, you can kind of dockerize and containerize this. So you can pretty much uh, run it anywhere, uh, essentially. Um, so, mm. yeah. So with this new version that you guys are planning on to release or has it already been it's released now. So that's okay. what we're that's what we've been ramping up for this past week was this release. And and to be honest, we didn't we didn't make a whole bunch of hype about it. I think because uh we wanted to make sure that if there were any bugs that were found early on yeah. here that we had an opportunity to address those. Uh as far as I understand, Calvin there's not been too many uh, bugs or hiccups. It's just been uh, a couple questions here and there that we've been seeing from the community, but yeah, it's released and uh, we're pretty excited about it. I'm still getting the PyFi received. So I guess that's it's good. working. Yeah, that's good. good to check. I have just <laughs> notifications galore. It's nice. I miss that. I used to get notifications for other projects and it's like, it's a good feeling to know that no matter what, there's some constant in my life. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Guaranteed some PyFi. Yeah. I, I also saw uh, another question in the chat there that I, I was going to answer. Um, there was a question about what differentiates us from other, uh, you know, data collection projects. And, uh, I think I think it's I mean if you look hard enough it's pretty self-explanatory but what we're what our goal is is to gather more than just one type of data a lot of these data collection companies are choosing one sensor 
or one type of data, and they're putting themselves in that box. Let's throw Planet Watch out there as an example. They're getting air quality data, indoor air quality data, um, and they're not expanding their reach in terms of the data sets that they're getting. Uh, what also sets us apart is we're very, very serious about the integrity of the data. So the reason that we put the GPS on there is so that we can avoid some type of spoofing that's going to happen if you if you wanted to go to AWS today and stand up a server and connect your aware element, you can do that, but you can't send it to our network unless you got a GPS dongle attached to your device. So if you if if you want to play the system and, and that, uh, we've taken a lot of steps on the back end to ensure that the integrity of the data is, is very real and that geolocation of that data is reported on the H3 hex system that we have on our Explorer and all of that uh, to say, I don't, I don't think that uh, other companies that focus in one specific category are at any uh, disadvantage. In fact, in some cases, that can be an advantage. We made it harder on ourselves to spread our, our, uh, you know, uh, our selection of sensors to integrate onto our system. And uh, it's made it harder for us, but we believe that that's the right thing to do because I think if we're going to do the smart home integration eventually, and that's another piece to it, I don't see them doing anything to that degree um, or any type of automation uh, with the sensors that are being integrated onto the platform. Those are the those are the things that set us apart today, and I think will continue to uh, reward us in the long term. So that's awesome. Um, Looking forward. So we're in March of 2023. Do you guys have, I know the Windows release is live today. Am I correct? Okay. It is. So I'm excited to check that out. I'm definitely going to be making a video on Kelvin that. Kelvin can probably uh, show a little example if you guys want. Sure. Yeah. Uh, is he able today, to share on but, here? Um, oh, okay. <laughs> He's, not not prepared. But, He's not prepared. He's not prepared. No, I'm not prepared today. Um, I mean, yeah, what we could Windows, do. Uh, version. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say what we could end up doing is anybody that is interested, you guys can join their Discord server and you guys could maybe show a preview there or something like that. And 100%. as well, I will be making yep. a video on the Windows version, so you guys will be able to check that out. Awesome. Yeah, that'll that'll be great. Your videos are awesome. Uh, they've they're always very detailed, high quality. Really appreciate those. Those are great. Thank you. It's nice to hear that. Yeah. Nobody um, needs to hear it. Looking forward for the rest of 2023, and I guess beyond, but in the near future, let's just go with 2023. What are some other major things that you guys could share that you might bring on to the project or that you're looking to bring on or that is like a guaranteed, but <laughs> you still got to work on it? I think you're probably going to see a lot more uh, effort put in once we know that this release is stable you'll probably see a lot more effort put into the mobile side of the application. Um, and I don't want to re reveal too much uh, related to what's going to be on that mobile application, but uh, Kelvin's already shown me a few little things and, and I'm super excited about it. So yeah, keep, keep an eye out for some updates on that for sure. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it would be nice to have a, a PiFi logo on my home screen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can get you one right away. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
As far as the application, I know you guys don't really want to get into it too much, but are you planning on launching on iOS versus Android first, or are you going to launch them at the same time? Because I know that's, it can be tricky. Calvin? Uh, it can be tricky. Um, we plan to try to release both of them at the same time. Um, we're still a bit early into our mobile app uh, development. Um, so, But the plan is to try to release both of them at the same time. Awesome. Yeah, that'll be that'll be the plan. It's weird in the crypto space because most of the people that are doing this kind of DIY mining are on Android, but traditionally everyone is more of an iOS um, thing. So that's why I wanted to ask that because I've been on both of them for a long time. And pretty much the only reason why I go to iOS over Android is it's just easier for me, uh, for the people that want to talk to me. It's funny, I was not just talking choice. about this today. The ecosystem, once you're in it, you're stuck in it, you know? Yeah. Once you choose a phone, anyways. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's air tags and my power beats, like it just all works so well together. Yeah. Um, and FaceTime is nice. That's nice too, yeah. <laughs> so I guess if you guys have anything else you want to say... Um, no, I think uh, we just really appreciate you guys even having us on. I, you know, from a ask me anything perspective, I would love to know if there's burning questions um, out there as well. Like in, we're always engaged in Discord. Um, so don't hesitate to to chime in or, or tag us out there. But we are super excited for this upcoming year. We know that the community has been fantastic to us. Um, and we would love to just do even more hangouts like this with with you guys, just to even talk about other subjects. I mean, it's nice to talk about yourself, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's fun to talk about other projects that are out there, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you do frequent, uh, I guess, live events in the Discord pretty often, I've seen. Yeah, we try to keep it active, right? Uh, we'll run events, and uh nice thing with Discord right now is that they have that new... Uh, event management uh little integration now yeah so you can actually run events or schedule events and people can see what's upcoming as well we don't have anything scheduled i don't think right now but uh we without a doubt are looking forward to this upcoming year because we like running competitions we like running uh giveaways we do a lot of those so keep an eye out for those too but uh we're without a doubt uh looking forward to this upcoming year it's gonna be so good what would these uh, giveaways entail? Would they be licenses, sensors? We've given away full packages with uh, a license, a uh, pie, a sensor, all the cabling to go along with it. Um, we've done another another one where we gave away a sensor um, in a wear element. Um, we've also done another one for an activation contest because we knew that people were holding on to their licenses for a while. I don't know why people were doing it, but people were holding on to their licenses. Maybe they thought they were going to be able to turn around and sell them real quick or something. Who knows? But uh, they were just not activating. So we were like, well, we'd love to see all these people on the network. So we ran an activation competition uh, where we gave away, again, another full pie setup. And so with the new Windows version coming out, I'm sure you'll see something pretty soon that'll be more geared towards the Windows setup. I, That's awesome. I think you'll see stuff like that. 
Oh, and I forgot to mention, we also have a, a part of our team. Um, his name's Ryan, and uh, he's he does all our graphic. Uh, sorry, not all our graphics. Uh, he does all of our uh, 3D printing designs. So for those of you that are interested in trying to get a hold of something for those BME 680 sensors or for the MCP 2221 adapter, uh, just ping T Porter in our uh, in our Discord. And uh, um, he, he should be able to uh, coordinate something for you because he's got these really cool little uh, cases for those devices now. So I'm glad you brought that up because um, that was actually going to be one of my next questions was for 3D printing. Do you guys have, um, like you just mentioned, these sensor cases, are they going to be on the website or is that just going to be a Discord yeah. thing as well as do you plan on making some raspberry pi cases i know there's tons of them out there but do you guys have any like custom ideas we had some early on um ideas of pie cases i think that's a great idea uh i think we'll definitely want to post some of these on the website it was originally i think the issue that we were going to have was logistics on how many are we going to get ordered and are we going to be able to you know, get them out in time and, or is it going to be just something that we can't do with excellence? And that's always something we consider. But uh, as soon as, as soon as we have, well, here's the thing. He, he just uh, managed to get another printer, but this one's like a nice resin printer. Mm. So it's a lot faster uh, for him to churn things out. So I think that you'll start to see us put some more products on the webpage itself um, and, and links to those, uh, those pieces of hardware and yeah that's a great idea the the pie case that we had a few concept designs for the for the pie case that we actually released and just gave i think we just gave away the uh the design for people that had 3d printers so um if you want those he might even still have them so go ahead and i, I have a 3d it. printer maybe i'll uh maybe i'll try yeah. printing them <laughs> yeah yeah it would be good I'm trying to see if there's any uh, other questions. Some of these we have already answered, but uh, Trillion Capital asks about a possible refresher on tokenomics. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys plan on changing the tokenomics for the mainnet. So right now it's kind of just. We are going to do that. Um, so the, the way the tokenomics are planning to be rolled out um, and the specific numbers I can't tell you right now, but I can tell you guys in, from a high level view of what we've discussed internally and what our plan is. This could change before mainnet, but I just want to be clear about that. Um, so the ideal situation for us in the tokenomics model, and that's a great question, is that the categories that we're putting out there for you to be able to uh, have different sensors in. Um, for example, you know we have indoor, outdoor, energy, water, um, sensors. Each one of those will be formulated into a category, essentially. Um, and I don't want to get too, don't, I don't want to lose anybody, but each category is going to be worth, let's say one point. Okay. So you'll have three points, uh, three different categories is our plan initially on mainnet. And each of those categories will have a list of sensors under those categories. And in order for us to incentivize people to diversify the data sets that they're going to be contributing to the network, 
what we're doing is we're breaking it out as a percentage of that one total, right? For each of the sensors in those categories. And as we continue to build out more sensors and add more sensors, those percentages are going to scale and, and change a little bit as time progresses. So the incentive is there for you to earn the max amount of rewards in those categories to equate to the one or the total of one. And uh, each of those will total three as, as a Point perfect score. Four. Well, we'll see if we can make we'll see if we that can make it happen yeah that will be tough that's a lot of fractions I, I that is a that. lot of fractions we want to try and make it easy enough for people to understand it but also uh try to find a way to incentivize people to continue to add different types of sensors to their uh to their PiFi network device um, absolutely I, I think it'll be helpful yeah i mean i have a, a bme and an aware element, but as soon as you guys add something for water, I mean, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be great. And when we get that smart home integration, that's that's the piece that's going to tie it all together for everybody. And so, yeah, we're really excited about what the future has in, in that regard. Uh, and the tokenomics model is is built to incentivize people's contributions. So, and that's that's what it's all about. We're all trying to contribute to this project. You know. Awesome. Awesome. Joe, do you have anything else you, uh, any other questions? Or a question? <laughs> I do not. I appreciate awesome. you being here. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys a lot for coming out. And uh, if you guys, like I said, if you guys are interested in any of their information, it should be in the description below. And that's just the tip of the iceberg because then once you go onto their websites or the Discord server, there's a lot more information. Uh, I did make a video Converting a sense cap, like I said earlier, into a PiFi as well as um, just like an overview of the PiFi. And there's definitely going to be more videos on my channel in the future about PiFi. So stick around for those. But do you guys have anything else you want to say about PiFi? Like, no, thank you for putting this together, Chris. And uh, we're just so happy to be here and and be able to tell our story and and our direction and and the goal of the project. You know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening in the future. Uh, it's kind of the bear market right now, so there's not a lot going on activity-wise, but projects that are building themselves right now are setting up a really good foundation for when bull market comes back. Never yeah, we've been talking about that. You know, the timing might might be really good for us in in this year. So, yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. Feel free to like, comment, subscribe, and subscribe to Joe's channel as well. You guys already know who he is if you're watching this, but I'll keep it in the description below as well as all their socials. Thank you guys, and we'll catch you in the next one. Thanks, Thank guys. You.